0: Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of The Arsenio Book Show. And today is the last day before I get into the full book review and everything of Stephen Covey. Very, very excited about that. And yes, that will be in PDF form because I will fix my website today. But anyways, today is about one of the biggest decisions I'm ever going to make. You know, I was talking to one of my ex-students, uh, Y, who's actually going to be moving to Australia, she's got herself, you know, uh, just a wonderful life ahead in terms of, like, playing the piano. She said, "Yay!" so you're thinking about moving to Vietnam? And I'm going to break down everything in terms of moving to Vietnam so you guys can understand thoroughly. But I'm like, and she's like, but what about the contacts? You have a lot of contacts here. And I said, why? The contacts I already have with people listening to me from around the world. It's not about so much who you know, but who follows you. So, yes, here in Bangkok, I told myself if I got here, I would be able to showcase, you know, my capabilities, my results. Because they're not as ignorant as the outskirts of Bangkok in terms of selecting teachers who are white, right? So, follow me on this. Because when I landed in Vietnam, remember, guys, I had that feeling. What was that feeling? Well, the feeling was... Okay, immigration was very nice, the people were very nice, the food is something that I will have to overcome, but there are a couple of other things that I need to find out, uh, to, to find out what to do in terms of the health and wellness aspect of it, but living there in general, there's possibility. Guys, I just looked it up yesterday, the visa, right? And I said, okay, so what kind of visa? Okay, Americans can get a one-year multiple re-entry. Basically, here in Thailand, you can land, and as an American citizen, you get 30 days. And then you have to pay an additional $70 to stay an additional 30 days. Now, that's the only thing you could do. It's becoming increasingly difficult in different countries to even obtain a visa to come here because the thing is, the government does not want you to stay here long term. They don't care about, st- about you staying here long term. They care about you dropping as much money as possible and getting the hell out of their country. It's a broken economic mindset. And this is what's ultimately going to cause Thailand's fail, which is happening right now. They're pushing away all the excellent investors and now they're going to go to neighboring countries. See, why is it that Thailand attracts so many tourists and this and that? It's because they have the the number one sex industry in the world. So this is why there's a lot of men. Also, there's a lot of older men over the age of 50. They know that they can move here and marry a woman at any age. Because that's the mindset of these women out here. Now you guys understand why I've gotten so much racial discrimination. Because if you believe and you look at a mindset or, or just break down a mindset... Of what Thai women are, they're like, oh yeah, uh, older white men equals dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. You could only imagine what they think of people who are black. They only believe what they see on TV. Now, why am I telling you this right now? It's because I've conquered this country. I've conquered the mindsets. I've overcome everything. I do believe that the ceiling has been breached. I wouldn't say breached. It's been reached and there's nothing after it. A lot of people will say, oh, well, you can make opportunity from this and that. Yeah, that's all fine. I've been working at this bank for three years for the same hourly per hourly salary. Yes, it's been a long-term project, but what's after that? I don't deserve any more. And there's a lot of treachery that's happening behind closed doors on both ends of the spectrum. Now, I remember I said I was going to release that podcast August 19th or August 20th, but I decided to delete it just in case because I started getting a lot of ridiculous plays from here in Bangkok. But come on, let's now follow me here. (sighs) Yes, I've been teaching sales. I'm teaching now at two big banks. I'm doing a lot of things in terms of just, uh, uh, you know, building up that reputation in so many small companies. But the thing is, I'm still just the outsource. I'm still just the contractor. What could be built on top of that? Now, let's go back to the... Now, now, Like, what could be built on top of that in terms of where can I go next? Are you going to pay me more? Am I going to get big speaking engagements? Yes, I'm very grateful. I was able to speak at the Bangkok International Digital Content Festival. And I was paid what I was worth. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was paid what I was worth in just one hour speaking, I made basically, oh my god, I made ooh what what was it? Probably about twenty percent of my salary at my bullshit full time job. A lot of people will say, ooh, don't say bullshit, you know, it's a a full-time job. Yes, I'm very grateful for the work permit, the visa and everything, but let's be honest. What they pay me per hour is ridiculous. And before I get into the aspect of the visa agency, I'm going to give you an example. Got a phone call from a branch way outside. They were like, hey, can you come on down here and teach TOEIC? I said, man, I teach TOEIC online for about, like, this amount per hour. And you're only paying me me 33% of that? And I'm going to waste how much with transportation going down there? Absolutely not. I don't teach these particular courses anymore for this particular company because you guys don't pay me what I'm worth. They were like, hey, can you go out there towards the airport and teach at a company? I'm like, for what? For that amount that you give me per hour? No fucking way. Dude, there are companies that I have right now, about seven of them, that paid me double and a half to triple per hour. And I still believe that that's not enough for me. And it's not about the hourly wage. Remember what I told you about Eric Thomas, right? If you're looking for, oh, I need this, I need this much more, this much more. That's a poverty mindset. You need to you need to figure out what you are trying to deliver as a purpose, as a passion. That's the most important part of all of this. So when I look at Thailand in general, I've overcome all racism, the you, the black man, the low class, the pimp, black people are bad, black people stink, black people look like they're dirty, black people look like they don't shower. I've gotten all the comments from these Thai women and I've conquered every last one of them. Are they true? Of course not. It's their own insecurities. They believe that white men are God, so they have white men go between their legs. Oops, sorry. They go between their legs, and then next thing you know, they leave them, and then white men are still the best things ever in this country. No, I'm not talking about white men around the world who are listening to my podcast right now. I'm talking specifically about the white men who come here to exploit women in terms of, what is it, human trafficking. Now that I said that, I've conquered this country. Unless you're paying me 200 U.S. dollars an hour, you are in, not in need of my services in this country. I'm sorry. Now, I looked up my Vietnam visa, one-year business multiple reentry, 400 U.S. dollars. I said, oh, my God. I said, dude, that's probably about 50% less, and I don't have to make frequent trips to the government house to check in and say, yes, I'm here. Oh, but you didn't, um, you didn't report your address, so give me $30. There's not that under-the-table bullshit in that country. It's you pay this. I said, okay. Okay, so what about the house? He said, oh, well, the house. You can buy a house as a foreigner in Vietnam, but you can't buy the land. Does that make sense? So, if you build a house and you build it on land, that ultimately just gets taken away. But it's on 50-year leases, too. So that's practically a half lifetime. <sighs> now, follow me here. I said, OK, what about Thailand? Thailand, a foreigner cannot hold a home, own a home. Only the woman can own a home. Only the woman. So if the woman decides to say, get out my house, you, you foreigner, you didn't give me all your money, the next thing you know, you're out. And I've heard these stories all too often. ThaiVisa.com, go check it out. That's where all the losers of the world and the losers of Thailand, they actually go on there and they voice their opinion about the women they have married based on property and money. However, in Vietnam, I could buy a house. I could buy a condo. And I won't be locked out of the country based on what my co- the skin color of mine is. I'm going to give you an example. If I buy property here, a condominium, I get something called a yellow book. If I show that yellow book to immigration, they will still not allow me in without proper documentation. And they're going to ask me all these questions. What do you do? What is this? What is that? How about business? Let's go into the business aspect. This is how I break down everything in terms of making a big decision. I said, hey, if I go to Vietnam and I buy a house or I buy something or I rent something, can I start up my business there? Yes. How much does it cost? Nothing. Nothing. Perhaps I might have to get licenses and all that good stuff, pay a little bit of money. What do you do? Okay, do this, do that. But guess what? In Thailand, you need $50,000 to start it up. Not only that, but you need $50,000 in your account over the last six months. If you're on a retirement visa, you need to hold for a year before even getting a retirement visa 20,000 U.S. dollars in your account and you must show immigration that. If you don't have that, you will not get the visa. This is basically what this country is. A lot of under the table, ridiculous motherfucking rules. Basically saying, hey, we don't want foreigners. So, to, to sum it all up, can I stay here long term? No. Can I start a business here? No. They're going to treat me not like a third-class citizen, like they treat the white men here. They're going to treat me like a seventh-class citizen. I don't give a damn if I have a yellow book. I don't give a damn if I have a Thai license. I don't give a damn if I have this or that. I am still considered a foreigner in a country where they do not want foreigners. And this is when, again, I will reiterate, the fall of Thailand begins. And where are all these highly skilled workers and investors and entrepreneurs and startups going to go? They're going to go to the neighboring countries. Of course, you're not going to touch Myanmar because that's a.k.a. genocide. Malaysia, again, very difficult to start up a business. The Malaysians are supposed to have 51% of the entire business while you have 49%. So they will always have say over yours. Can't do it there. Singapore... Way, way, way advanced. It seems like they're already peaking. Unless you're in the technological realm in terms of developing things that will make the society greener and this and that. Not a place to, of course, invest. Vietnam, though. They're saying, hey, entrepreneurs of all scale. Investors of all scale. Americans, please come here and invest in our country. I'm coming. I'm coming. It's not because people are accepting. It's the overall picture. I told myself I would give myself a five-year window in this country, but with the rapidly deteriorating health, although you guys don't hear it, but because the amount of pollution, the exhaust, and just the stress, and the ignorance, and the people, and the job situation. Now, yes, I have these wonderful companies that I work for, and I'm grateful for them, beyond grateful, but the problem is with my visa, it's tied down to a place that pays me fucking pennies. And a lot of people will say, well, get out of the job. Well, there's no other job to go to. Wait, yes, there is. No, let me let, hear me out. I'm a latte skin guy in a country that hates latte skin people. If I'm 70,000 years old, let me give you an example. What just happened just recently over the past weekend. I had some students walk into my class. I saw them before. I used to teach them before. I said, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, we learn." And I'm like, wait, so what time do I teach my private student? Because this is my class that I was just teaching before. So then I'm confused. I'm like, wait, so this class of 8 that I teach from 10 to 1230 and then my private that that I teach from 1 to 3. What's going on right now? I'm really, really confused about this. You know what's the worst part about this? I'm like, okay, wait. Who did you give this teacher to? A guy named Ferguson? Who the fuck is that? Not only that, is he full time? No, but um, the girl, who actually hates the fuck out of me because of the color of my skin, oh, she promised it to him before he went to Vietnam four years ago, so she gave it back. I said, wait, I'm full-time. You guys just gave a class away to a, a older white teacher at the age of 70. This is the type of snowballing and shit that I have to deal with. Now, am I happy about it? Yes, because I said, fuck you guys. Block out the rest of my schedule. That's it. And you know what? There are three private students that I have throughout the weekday they 're ultimately going to fall out too, and I could block out my schedule all the way through i 'm only going to have to teach there probably twenty five hours a month. This is exactly what I want because now at this po- at this moment, I could build up everything that i 'm doing right now. so why would I stay at a company that snowballs the fuck out of me like that it 's not that that specific branch there's another branch. Oh, we, uh, the, 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 we couldn't find a fill-in teacher for one week, so we're going to give this class to someone else. I said, excuse me? You couldn't find a fill-in teacher for one week, so you gave the class to someone else? But that someone else could have filled in for one week instead of giving... It- what? I said, good. You know what? I'm no longer available on these evenings. No, thank you. They ended up doing this to themselves. This is the type of mistreatment that I get within the working industry in this country. And so, why would I continue working here when I have language center owners out there in Ho Chi Minh City, Hanoi, and all over Vietnam asking for my services? Why do I continue to stay here and be mistreated? Not only that, but what's the fucking future? Can I start up a business here? Hell no, the government won't allow me to do that. And if they do, I got I to gotta make sure those pockets are filled from left to right. And yeah, right. In a place that has an oversaturation of language centers. What do you think? Are they going to go to a guy named a John Adam, blonde hair, blue eyes, straight out of fucking Provo, Utah? Or, or, you know, that has 2.5 million Facebook followers? Or are they going to go to a latte skin brother? Come on. It's not that type of country it's over. I've conquered the hell out of this country. Even if they give me a job at a prestigious place, I'm good. There's nothing else for me. I've been here six and a half years. People have asked me repeatedly over the last five years how long I've been staying here, and now I cringe when I say six and a half years. Why? Because then I ask myself immediately after, what the fuck am I doing here? What's my purpose? What's going on? Am I going to invest in this place? Am I going to stay here long term? Do I see myself doing this or that? Fuck no, there's no future in this country. I've beaten this country. I've beaten them to the drum. I've overcome all the ignorance. I've overcome the racism. I've destroyed them. I can't change the mindsets of these people. It's not my goal to, be, to, to change the mindsets of ignorant motherfuckers. My, my goal is to be the change. People who are willing I just had over 100 students from Dalat University in Dalat, Vietnam add me, asking me for my services. Can you help me? Can you do this? Can you do that? And guess what? They are naturally white toned, white skinned. Here in Thailand, the white women, the white Thai women, they look at me as if I'm a disgusting African monkey. Just saying. Why would I continue staying here? And some of you right now, you're staying at the same job, being undervalued continuously over and over and over. But you don't want to make it up in your mind. You don't want to confront that reality. You don't want to face what isn't working. You just continue doing the same thing, expecting a different fucking outcome. Well, yes, now I finally made up my mind. Enough is enough. I know who I am and I know what I represent but who are you and what do you represent? Go where the opportunity is. Vietnam was calling my name. The way the people looked at me, the weather, the this, I could build a farm, I could have animals, I could make a house, I could make my job, and I could build my online empire and live remotely, have my home base in Vietnam, and then I could start spreading over there to the Central and South Americas. I know what I'm doing. I know my purpose. It took someone to say, come visit Dalat. Come out here and come visit me. I'll come down and I'll come say what's up to you. It took one person to make me realize, oh my God, I've stepped foot in this place. The clouds running through the mountains. People on motorbikes. People wearing winter apparel. People smiling. People wanting to speak English. It took that moment for me to realize, I can do this. Thailand? I mean, what am I going to miss? Thai food. There's nothing about the people I'm going to miss. Okay, yeah, there have been students throughout the course of my six and a half years that are wonderful, but they will go about their business and who knows what will happen with them. Best of luck to them. Got to do what's best. Got to do, I got to keep fulfilling that purpose because I do now believe that. I'm not feeling complacent because it's seriously, it's, it's project after project after project that's coming, but it's the same bullshit wage after the same bullshit wage after the same bullshit wage that's coming. I'm telling you that Bangkok International Digital Content Festival was the most amazing thing that had ever happened to me. And yes, I will still come to Bangkok to do these types of presentations and stuff, but now I just don't believe that it's reasonable. Doesn't make, it's not practical anymore. Because guess what? I'm still making that same wage as I was making probably three years ago. Not knowing. Well, now knowing that I'm probably worth 4,000% more than that. So it's that time. I'm telling you guys right now, man, enough is enough. Stop doing that same bullshit. You know how much value you bring. If you don't know how much value you bring, go figure out what you love to do and start writing about it. Start speaking about it. Start posting pictures about it. Make it your life. To be the best in that specific field and be that top 1%. You have the ability to do that. But you're scared. Why? It could be complacency. It could be fear. It could be a number of different things. But I say, fuck all of that. That's all within the mind. You have control of your mind. Go out and go get yours. Over and out.